This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. This week, we're catching up with Kelly Flanagan and getting all the info on what she's been up to since her time on The Bachelor back in 2020. Mike, I'm excited to talk to Kelly. What about you? Every time that I speak to Kelly, I'm honestly amazed. To me, she is epitome of a boss woman that's also sweet, kind, and sincere. So I can't wait to talk to her. So you're saying... Peter so I'm up. saying, let's get to <laughs> hot takes, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. All right, bud. So I know, I, we, you know, we throw around a bunch of uh, hot take topics uh, before the show, but we came upon these two. And the first one is, is it wrong for people who feel they're capable of getting a specific or a certain standard or preferred standard of what they're looking for in a significant other? to date and only hold out for that standard. So basically they put, could possibly be foregoing potential, other potential great candidates. Did I make sense on that question? <laughs> yes, yes. So basically you have a standard, you have expectations of the person you wanna date, the person you wanna marry, maybe have a checklist. I know Rachel has been well-documented that Rachel back in the day, you know, back in her twenties when she was a young lawyer, she had a checklist, right? And she wanted to find that guy you know, that marked all the boxes. And I know men have that as well. So that's basically the question. Should you stick to your guns and stick to that standard that you've set for yourself? Or should you explore and maybe find somebody that you may be surprised by? You know, the funny thing about that question, the first thing that comes to my mind is if you were to ask somebody that, that like if you were to ask your brother or, a, you know, a girl, ask another homegirl or another homie, just in the privacy of their own home, nothing bad will be said. All my girlfriends would be like, girlfriends as in lady friends, they were like, girl, you should like, you know, have a standard. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And they would say to all the, all the all the male friends, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But the, as soon as you, I feel, say publicly on a public forum, yes, uh, like, they have to make this much money. They have to have this body type. They have to not have kids. They have to not have been married previously. Whatever the case may be, I feel like that's when people start to have judgment upon that individual. Same exact person, but they can be saying it in a closed setting with their friends, their loved ones. Some of those same loved ones would shun another person for saying it publicly and it'd be incorrect. Now, yeah. I, with that being said, I don't think that you could be like, hey, Life Jenna said this back in 04, for those that know. You can't be a nickel looking for a dime at the same time. <laughs> that is you. I'm, straight, I'm serious now. Facts. For those that don't know, let me let me. I'm a, I'm a, somebody gonna get mad that I say this, but you. I can't. 
let's say I'm, I'm, I'm a Walmart cashier, which I was, by the way, so I'm not coming at nobody. So somebody thinks I'm coming at them. I was a Walmart cashier. I'm not going to be a Walmart cashier going after Rihanna. It ain't happening. Now, I mean, you could just don't I get mad. Yeah, when, when I she rejects now, you. I do think that I could get it when I was a Walmart cashier. I, I was a very confident young man, right? Confidence level 10. But at the same 10. time, if she's like, yo, baby, you got to make at least half a million a year to, you know, to date her. I don't think there's nothing wrong with her saying that because she has a certain standard of living and she intends to maintain that standard of living. What I agree, man. I mean, listen, like when it's all said and done, it's your life. Like if that's your standard, if that's your preference, like you're the one that needs to be happy at the end of the day, right? You need to be attracted to the person physically, mentally, and emotionally. And Especially, yes. yeah, you could hold off for whoever you want, but like you said, I mean, like you mentioned, I feel like sometimes people have or can have some unrealistic expectations. I mean, you have, you know, some men out there who want a 10 in looks, an independent woman, great cook, freak in the bed, you know, yeah. caters to basically every single need. And then dude is like still living with his mom, can't even afford to take this woman out to chill. He's like, just has no, really nothing, one, nothing going for them. And it's like, okay, man, but what are you bringing to the table? And it goes... Vice versa, right? Vice versa. It's like, what are you bringing to the table? Like, I think there are levels. And if you're a man or a woman that's wanting to attract a high quality, high valued and highly wanted significant yeah, other than start after human being. Yeah. Then you have to raise your level in order in order to attract that person. Like, don't get mad at the person because they don't want to give you the time of day and isn't necessarily attracted to you like that. Like, it you is know, what it is. I uh I was talking to this lady one time and she was like, Mike, I understand what you guys are saying. Like you and I, we, I've had this conversation with her and she was like, these guys say that they want X, Y, Z. I am X, Y, Z. And then when I get with them, they can't handle it. And, or they're not, they don't make her feel comfortable, you know? And I completely understand that aspect to where they're not making her feel comfortable to where she can open up and, and be like, okay, I'm gonna let you take some of the reins on, you're going to make sure you make the money? Are you going to make sure that you do X, Y, Z? Are you going to make sure that you say you're going to do the things that you say you're going to do? Question. What What is the woman saying that she has that the other guys say they want? Like, what are those traits specifically? <laughs> Literally everything that you explained. The uh, Looks, uh, great career going for head on the shoulders, no kids, not married. Uh, uh, I don't know, but she presumes that she's a freak in the bed. Uh like the, everything that you just mentioned. And she says when she gets a guy, they're like lowered at first. And then they're, they're, they they automatically are like, no, 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 no. I can't. I don't want this. I can't handle this. This is this. And they don't say I can't handle this. They What they do is they become more laid back and lackadaisical. And I completely agree with my homegirl. I'm like, yeah, you don't need to be with an individual like that. I mean, it sounds like she but, raised some like insecurities in his, in his she, world. Exactly. And so. All individuals got to realize, yo, male, woman, you know, stop that insecurity crap. When you're dating someone, if you're trying to date someone that's a, a high value, you got to, you know, have that self-love within self. Another thing, I know that people talk about men when it comes to his height, you know, his height issue. I have lots of male friends that are not six feet tall, so they, you know, they five, eight, they friend zone, right? To me, that's completely unfair. When... A woman could do certain things and it's now 
she feels more comfortable, right? But I'm my friends that are five foot eight would love to feel more comfortable being six foot four, six foot five, or six eight and eight, you know? And okay. And the woman that do certain things, it's accepted. But if a guy simply wears like platform shoes, it's not accepted. You know what I mean? That's just to me, it's yeah. just crazy. I don't understand. I throw my hands. I mean, up. why do you think that's so, you know? Unwanted. I, I, I'll tell you the truth. I actually asked uh, one of my patients because that uh, came up the other day. Like, I don't know if it was like a commercial or some ad that came up that was for guys who wanted to be taller. So all these, like you said, 5'8", 5'9", 5'10", they want to get up to that six foot level. They would wear these platforms in their shoes. But and I asked my patient, which she was a, a taller woman. She's probably like 5'9", 5'10". And I asked her, I was like, what do you think about guys wearing these shoes to enhance their height, you know, to, for you to be more attracted to them. And she was like, yeah, no, just, just, just be five, <laughs> eight King, like be your five, eight self and, and just go with that. Like don't front or don't, don't lie about it. Cause at the end of the day, what's going to happen, Mike, when they get to the, to back to their place and, and what, what, he basically what, what? takes off the, the lifts. I mean, he's going to drop three that episode, inches. That's have terrible. Have episode on Fresh Prince, bro, where we, you and I are older. Remember, he was in the basement uh, with a young lady. I, forget, I think it was Gina from Martin. and It was Gina from Martin. And she had contacts, took contacts out. She had nails. She slapped the nails off. She had uh, weaving her hair. She took the, <laughs> the hair off. I mean, so is, that, is that a double standard then? You know what I'm saying? Like, if women don't want, but then yet they wear... Like you mentioned, the the nails, the eyelashes, the hair, whatever it is. Just for right? the record, for all the listeners, <laughs> baby, I ain't mad at you. Get your nails done, get your hair done. You know, do what you do, do you boo boo. That's all I'm saying. But we have Kelly Flanagan in the house, and I want to talk it out with her. Get her takes on this. Let's bring in Kelly. Let's get her thoughts. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Kelly, welcome. It is so great to have you here on Talking It Out today. It's been a while. How you been? I've been doing really well. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. Uh, you've been traveling all over the world, jet setter. Oh, I know. I know. But it's been fun. You going to let a now? guy use uh, Sky Miles to get you out? <laughs> exactly. You know what? I have a hard time saying no to things. So when I get invited somewhere, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then my body breaks down. I'm like, this is why I can't keep doing this. <laughs> Fair. Make sure I remember that. So, <laughs> oh, Kelly, God. here on Talking It Out, we like to ask hot takes, right? right? And our hot take today, it was a little bit hot, but I would love for you to make it steaming hot. And that sounded bad. But, 
No, not what's it. Try not to be that way whatsoever. First, are you single? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got it. <laughs> She's seeing somebody, but it's She's not. She's seeing someone, but it's not official. Back. Exactly. So therefore, you can answer this question without them getting mad. They're um, fine. Don't worry about it. They'll be all right. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> can a person have like a standard and can they speak aloud to that standard? Like, for example, you come from a, a prominent family. I would assume certain things ain't going to fly in a, in a Flanagan household. Oh, yeah. No, that's for sure. But this is the this is the other thing. If you have high standards, I think that you need to set those standards for yourself, too. If that makes sense. We know what you're saying. Like when you're in a relationship, if you're going to sit here and being like, I expect this, that and the other, you better be doing the same exact shit that you're telling them to do. No. Yeah. Like what I was saying before, Kelly, Mm -hmm. is that, yes, there are levels. So if you're maintaining a certain level uh, or if you're looking for a certain level and a certain individual of the opposite sex, you need to uphold that standard as well. Like you need to be attractive to that person as well. Right. Uh, Whether it be financially, looks wise, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Same sex or opposite sex. But I think sex. Yes. I think that that goes to almost every different subject, whether it's like, um, I don't know, like the same financial aspect, whether it's the same like workout scheme, whether it's the same like intellectual level, whether it's the same like um, mentorship level, things of that nature. Yeah. I like that. Um, Good point. Also, it's just like you you have to be on the same level to some degree. And honestly, this is going to be controversial, but sometimes I believe this. I always believe that the guy has to love the girl a little bit more because I think it just comes <laughs> to us a little bit naturally. So if you have a guy that looks at the girl like she's God's gift to earth, I think those relationships always work a little bit better. So if you are a girl out there, strive to be the best you could absolutely be. Did Peter love you more? Um, I think he liked me. He like looked up to me. Does that make sense? Like he always like uh-huh. trusted my judgment. <laughs> he used to say that to me at least. I'm I'm sure a lot of people look up to you. That so that's awesome. Well, yeah. so it, it comes naturally. I want to. I'm gonna pivot and go to that point right there. It comes naturally for women. You feel to love easier, and so therefore, oh, if a guy okay. loves you a bit more, then it works out just fine. Yeah. You know what? I've heard that before. I yeah. mean. Because I just think it comes to girls naturally. Like, I think that the girl is just, like, usually more of the caretaker, caregiver. Like, I just think sometimes it comes them a little bit more natural. So if you have a guy who likes the girl a little bit more, I think it evens out the playing field a little bit. I don't think that that's controversial. I just feel that. No, what was the initial question? I think I kind of got off topic there. No, oh well, we gonna get off topic. At this so, for point. example, like a standard, like if you like some women, some men have a checklist, right? You have a checklist of what you're looking for in in a man. Like, is it? And some people might rip you for that. Like, you may be giving up opportunities with other great people, great individuals that you may not be considering because, quote unquote, they don't match up to your list. So it's like, is it wrong of you for you to stick to your list and want to have what you want to have? rather than quote unquote, you know, some people might call it settling. I don't think you should like stick to that. I mean, there's been times where I've dated like really uber smart, successful guys. And then there's like times where I've just dated like normal guys and super hot. Would you would you date would you date a five nine king? Sure. Height's actually never been like an issue with me. Okay, there you go. One of my exes was probably like five ten. He wasn't 
he was around that. So she said a- height, and then he's five ten. That's the average. <laughs> well, like I'm a tall girl. I'm like five seven. So when you're when you're going With to heels, five, five, even taller. Yeah, he used to hide. Is it, Kelly? Is it okay if guys wear platform shoes? Um. I mean, it all depends. Like, if you have if you have the white sneakers that have like a teeny bit of platform, I have no issue with that. No, no I'm so talking. We're like talking they about like the insoles. And they bought some insoles. Like they put insoles to be go from five ten to six feet. Let's say. If no one lifts, I don't mind. Like, if, if it makes you feel better, why not? <laughs> so I think that's a one. That, I agree with that, but I feel like so many people will shun the dude for doing something that makes him feel better and gives him a bit more confidence. But yeah. he can't shun that woman for her doing something that gives her more confidence. So I appreciate no, I, you on saying that. I have no issue with that. But I will tell you something. So when I was like back before the show, there was a guy who I like genuinely enjoyed spending time with. And um, he was just like a normal guy, but my brothers did not like it. Um, and they went freaking ballistic on me, like ballistic. Wait, why? Why didn't they like him? Because he, okay. So like there's a stigma towards certain jobs and this guy was like a smart guy. He did pharmaceutical sales. Like he didn't really drink, but he was also a, um, he was like a bouncer at a nightclub in Chicago. Like Mm. one of the guys to like come let you in and stuff. So my brother's like, that's all they knew. You know what I mean? They're like, what, like, what are you doing dating one of the door guys at like this nightclub, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I swear he doesn't drink. He's really nice. He's also in pharmaceutical sales. But like, they just couldn't hear that. Was it, was it more of like a financial thing or just cause like that's the occupation? All they hear is they see. I think it was the a stigma, stigma, right? I, like I being a door guy. A, yeah. Like yeah. they're probably like, oh, every hot chick that's walking through, he's picking up their number. It's a revolving like, door, Mike, possibly. That's what they I mean, were thinking. I can't. I, I kind of agree with your brothers. Now, my homeboys that are personal trainers, they're going to get mad at me. But I think there's like certain occupations to where I'm going to tell my sister to be careful. Like personal trainers, uh, bartenders. Uh, I would say the bartender over like the bouncer dude. And then a lot of one that uh, girls don't think about. Barbers and like coaches. And the reason is they be getting a lot of single women to come up in their chair cutting their little boy's head. And they automatically Coach. like have a different level of like trust. Like, Are oh my god, my son loves you. Wait, like a barber or yeah, like, like a barber, like someone cutting like hair. Or like a hairdresser, like ones that are usually working on females or males. That too, hairdressers. They in the same category. <laughs> I, I almost I love put. That. I love that response, but I can't necessarily tell you why. But I love. That oh response. my Kelly, come on! It's just you and not talking. Brian ain't here right now. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not getting to know it. <laughs> no, that, yeah, You, if you're a barber, a hairdresser, uh, a little league soccer coach, like a little league coach for kids in the single moms right there, uh, bartender, bouncer, and or personal trainer, I'm going to tell my sister to be careful. So I agree with your brothers on that. All I'm right. sorry. All right, I, I, we'll see. I haven't thought about that one. I, de- I definitely. I trust your judgment, that. Kelly. If you, if you vetted them out, you know, you asked all the right questions. This uh, was, guys, this was a it. while ago. This was, but yeah, it was. Looking back, would you? did you make the right decision by letting him go? Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm not going to lie. He treated me so well. He was like the nicest guy in the world. Um, I was doing like subconscious things that I didn't even realize I was doing. Like I wouldn't necessarily go in public with him, which I didn't 
really realize I was doing. He'd be like, let me take you to dinner. And I'd be like, no, like, let's just come over and we'll like cook at my house. Um, so I was doing subconscious things, knowing it wasn't going to work out, but I didn't even realize I was doing those things. And my roommates were like, dude, you've been seeing this guy for two months and you won't step out of the house with him. Like he was like, <laughs> he was like getting me stretch limos to the airport whenever I'd like, he was so sweet. He was so kind. But um, I, I just like, knew it wasn't it. <laughs> Brian, have you done that before? No, but I want to know like, what, what was it then? Like, what was it that just made you drop him? You know what? There's been two guys in my life that are like that. Well, not him, but there's another guy that came in that was like the perfect catch. Like he was fantastic. He was obsessed with me. He loved me like great on paper. And I just couldn't get into it. I, and till this day, I still can't explain to you why, because I will be his biggest hype person. I'll be like, that guy's great. He's amazing. I just personally do not know why I did not like, like him like that. It's no, kind of, it's kind of like an you. X factor. Like some people just don't have no. that it factor that yeah. I, that I've, I've experienced something similar. I've had, I've dated women, amazing on paper, great families, the whole nine. It's just, I don't know. They just don't bring it out of you, I guess. I don't know. It's just something yeah. that's missing. you? Did you like him a bit, Kelly? I did, but this is what happened was he, so his buddies, God, I don't want to go into too much detail here, but his buddy, he like, I drove up to him. He lived like two hours away. We flew on a plane to like Minnesota for a concert, flew back and then was at his place. And I realized like, I didn't even want to kiss this guy. I had to spend the night at his house instead of driving back to Chicago. So I realized that I was just pretending that I was so exhausted and I just needed to go to bed and like that my contacts were messed up and I was just like pure exhausted. And I was like, okay, good night. And literally just pretended to sleep. I'm not gonna lie, I've done that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, I've definitely done that one. You been there, Brian? Oh. Falling asleep, yeah. Yeah, didn't wanna partake in any activities. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. I think that's like an energy thing. Yeah. It wasn't even like that. I just was like, I've like, I had too much time with him. I was like, okay, like enough with me being like, Hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Like it just wasn't real. And I was like, kind of tired of. So it was like very superficial. Kind of on my end. Like he, again, he was great. Like he was really great, but I was like, I'm just not feeling this. And so I just like, the only thing I want to do is go home and be in my bed, but I couldn't. So. Uh, so, oh, no, ouch! <laughs> so, it's for so him. Oh, uh, he's like married now, so he's good. Uh, fair enough. Uh, All yeah, right, Kelly. So, from your IG, it looks like your life has no shortage of fun. Where are you living right now? I'm in Miami. Oh, currently. the 305. That's Wait, my hometown. Actually, oh, I know that, and the reason I know that is because I've been having like so many health issues recently, and I just went to a chiropractor. And she looked at me. She's like, why do you look so familiar? And like sometimes when I'm just not feeling well, it's the last thing I want to talk about is like being on the show. Of course. And stuff like yeah. That. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, oh, I was on a reality TV show. And she was like, oh, actually, she was like one of those guys. Brian used to work in my or worked in this building, like a couple oh, wow. stories up. Super small, small, world. small world, small world. So what's up with uh, law? Are you still practicing law? No. So I took a. I took a back burner on it. And the reason why is because I've been having so many health issues and um, probably like a year ago when I started being like, all right, there, 
I need to like just stop everything and just like try to figure out what the hell is going on with me. So um, I kind of took a step back from that and did more of like the influencing stuff while I try to figure this out. And here I am, like I'm, you know, call it 75% of the time fine. I'm traveling, I'm having fun with my friends. And then 25% of the time I get like hit like a ton of bricks. So um, that's why I kind of, took a step back from law. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever, I might go back into it, but maybe not like with my family's firm. Like I think I could do something else with my law degree, but for right now I'm not doing law. Uh, can you speak a, to that? Uh, you say you mentioned like 75% of the time you're great, 25% of the time hit with, with a ton of bricks. Are you, we know that you've been very open and vocal uh, in regards to Lyme disease. Is that what you're speaking of? Yeah. So it's just like, and you know, it sets my autoimmune issues off. So the past like week, my entire face was like completely blown up. Um, I'll be like allergic to just about everything. Like it's so many autoimmune things. Like one day it's tired. One day I just feel like complete shit. Another day, like my face is blowing up. Like within the past two years, my weight has fluctuated by like 20 pounds within a couple weeks span. Um, not just by like me eating and you know I'm I barely drink so it's not like a drinking thing either but it's just like hard to know what's hitting me when it's hitting me like I just never know there's no consistency you know I just keep getting hit like this past week I've been allergic to something in my apartment I couldn't figure it out so like I went and got a new mattress. I've been to the chiropractor. I was getting acupuncture. I was like ripping up my brand new carpet to like put it away. Um, I was like ripping up my couch behind me because there was like feathers in it. Like it's just so crazy how sensitive I am to so many things. And my body just like is so much more sensitive than the average person. So whether it's like me going out with my girlfriends, like their stamp stamina, like staying out and like doing a bunch of fun things is way better than mine. You know, I'm going to wake up that next day and I'm like, I'm not going to move. So um, right now it's just a period of me like trying to truly figure it out. And um, yeah. When did you, like, when were you diagnosed with it? Like who was the provider that actually found out that you had Lyme disease? Um, so I went through hygienics and um, you know what? I've since like fourth grade, I've always had weird issues. Again, I have five siblings. So it was like good to kind of compare notes with them, but I've always had like stomach issues and I was like, what is going on? And then when I came off the show or actually when I went on the show or right before it, um, I remember I literally looked like nine months pregnant and I was like working out for two hours a day with the trainer. I was like running five miles at night. Like I was super active. I've done CrossFit. I've done it essentially like every workout. And I was like, what is going on with this weight? Like I literally looked pregnant. And I couldn't figure it out. And then after the show, I think just like bringing on so much stress from that, not necessarily like a bad way, but you guys know, like it's a huge transition. Um, I don't think like, I think sometimes I had a hard time just transitioning into that. And I think that like also put a lot of stress in my body. And then, um, yeah, just like the scenario, the breakup, the publicity, the show aspect, the fan aspect. I think it just all kind of like knocked me down and drained me. And then finally I was like, all right, this is getting way worse than it has been before. So that's kind of, um, I think it was in October. I was like, all right, I got to figure out what the heck this is. This past October 2021? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was uh, pretty recent. Uh, thank you for sharing that as well. Yeah, I appreciate what do you that. Think? just in caring for you what are some of the things that you do to de 
like to get away from all the bullshit, all the exterior stuff? Um, honestly, I, I like, like my alone time to a certain degree. Um, you know, I'll go on, like, I have no issue, like, being by myself. Like, lately, every morning I've been waking up, I've been going to the ocean and, like, swimming for 45 minutes by myself. I'll come home. Some days I'll do Pilates. Some days I'll, like, go on my walks around the beach here, like, through Brickle and just kind of, like, exploring new territory that I don't really know. So I think it's just, like, doing things that I love in that aspect, whether it's, like, watching a show. I'm hooked on a new reality show called Life After Locked Up. <laughs> yeah, I know so, the show. <laughs> it's way more dramatic than the show we went on. So, have you wrote somebody a letter before in jail? No, have you? <laughs> no, I haven't. But I'm asking. I don't know. Maybe you have. I, I don't think that's my nobody. thing. You know, but I used to do criminal defense when I was in law school. So I used to actually have to go to the jail and um, essentially defend people or attempt to and. It was pretty scary. What was like, the craziest case there, that you've you experienced? I was working with a guy whose nickname was Crowbar. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Crowbar. Yeah. But like if you would never be able to wear anything like this. So like I would have to wear things like turtleneck. Yeah. I would have to wear socks that like weren't showing any type of my feet. Could your hair be out? Yeah, I could be out, but like I needed every single part of my body covered when I would go through. And then because think about it, they don't really see females. And like one of them asked my professor if like he could stop bringing me. He was like, listen, I haven't like really like seen a girl or like smelt a girl like that. And he was like, I just don't want to deal with it. So I was essentially fired from working on that one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have so many thoughts of that, but okay, wow, that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, you're, are, you are a tax uh, attorney, is that correct? Yeah, we do property tax appeals for commercial real estate stuff. So essentially just cutting taxes on massive buildings. Oh, I'm definitely calling you out when I do that, 100%. <laughs> we don't do residential, though. We only do commercial, so it's like... I'm talking um, about commercial. He's, he's talking about commercial. I'm talking commercial. <laughs> Oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking That's what commercial. I like to hear. Yeah, I didn't know you were getting into that. We got to talk offline. Anyway, yeah. so I was on your website, uh, kellyflanagan.com, and I was reading some of the resources that you have. I really appreciate that. And so can you explain a little bit to what are some things that people that would like to know more about Lyme disease or what you've learned about Lyme disease? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I didn't really know what it was, but it affects essentially everyone differently. So my brother, who was super healthy his whole life, he was like a couple months away from being in a wheelchair. Like he was coming to work. So my brothers are also hunters. So I think I've had it my entire life. I think maybe one of my other brothers has, but my other brother who was completely healthy, he definitely got bit by a tick when he was like hunting at our family farm like a year ago. 
And it came on to him so strong that like he was trying to walk to work, which was a couple of blocks and he was like falling and um, his like knees were deteriorating, like the muscles in him. And he, he like, wasn't telling any of us. He's like, Hey, something's wrong. But he like had that macho ego thing going on to him where he didn't want to be like, Hey, I'm struggling to walk um, because he just didn't want it to be a big deal. So it's like affected him with me. It's been more like, digestive issues it's been more like just like blowing up like thyroid issues stuff like that so what i've learned is it just essentially like attacks your autoimmune system and it affects everyone so differently that it's like hard to really even come to the consensus that it is lyme um and again like you could if you figure out a way you could I don't know if I personally don't think it's controversial that you could like get rid of it, but you could essentially turn off those sensors for that like virus to be running in your system. So people can go into remission um, and, you know, they just have to be a little bit more sensitive their whole life in terms of the way they live and can't live like a total slob. Um, because when you then say turn off their sensors, what do, you, what do you mean exactly? So you know, your body's like filled with a bunch of like different bacteria and viruses and all that stuff. So when you have Lyme and it's like prevalent, like for example, Lyme feeds off of like carbohydrates and sugar and all that stuff. So if you starve your body from feeding the Lyme, like it could go into remission. But if you're like sitting there having like your Lyme super bad and you're going and eating a bunch of chocolate and sugar and all that stuff, like the Lyme's going to get stronger because you're feeding it the sources that it likes. So have you, like, what other types of holistic uh, practices have you partaken in, you know, to help you with your Lyme disease? I imagine your diet has changed dramatically maybe to, like, a keto diet that's low in sugar or, you know, carbohydrates or something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I've definitely changed diet. I've always been pretty healthy because, again, like, I think this has happened since I was younger. And I always knew that, like, I couldn't go and eat, like, the Taco Bell and um, all that stuff all the time because it would affect me so poorly. But the biggest thing that I've seen is actually acupuncture. So like, um, when I went in the other day, like my face was so swollen, it swells so bad that I get these like massive wrinkles down here. Cause my face just gets so like chunky. Like right now it's still a little bit swollen, but she just like took a bunch of needles and was like sticking me everywhere. And I don't know if that's opening things up or if it's getting into like deeper layers of things that are off, but, um, but yeah, it helps me. So that's like one big thing that I did notice. And then I have like lasers of infrared lights. So I'll like have to laser certain body points on me. Um, what else do I have? I have an oxygen tank here. I have like one of those Amazing. machines that shakes. I have like the works. I have like everything. Yeah, sound like it. Well, yeah. Clinic, clinic in your place. Trying yeah. to tell you. Well, happy to know that you got the works going on, you know, so you're doing everything that you can in your power, which of course you are, uh, for anyone yeah. who knows you. Uh, I want to get a little bit into uh, Kelly pre-TV, right? Uh, okay. Is it fair to say that you come from, like, an affluent family? Uh, yeah, you can say that. <laughs> fair. Okay, cool. I, I've I've just wanted to know, like, how has that two kind of twofold question? How has that shifted your perspective? And like you're such a traveler, you, you're so accomplished within life. Uh, you come from an affluent family. How's that? shifted you in terms of your thinking when it comes to just the outside world and those individuals that may not be in from an affluent family and then two 
what do you want people to know about someone that comes from like an affluent family? Because I know a lot of people must, oh, she's beautiful. She comes from this, you know, this, this, and they kind of almost count you out because of things that were out of your control and because of things that you, think you worked your ass off of. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts? No, to, to be honest, I think I've had the best of both worlds because, um, one, my mom came from absolutely nothing. She was from Greece, like played with lamb bones as toys. And she is the least like materialistic person you'll ever meet. And then my dad also really didn't come from anything, but he was able to make, you know, um, a lot of success for himself. So they both kind of had like the foundation of not being like spoiled brats. My dad definitely kind of grew into that. You know, he would like go get his like hair done, his nails done, like loved going to the spa. And then you have my mom who like lives at like TJ Maxx, Ross's, Home Depot, Walmart, like only gets her hair cut at Walmart. Now forces my dad to get her his hair cut at Walmart. Like Walmart my dad has like, a hair cuttery. <laughs> yes, bro. In, I don't even know. I don't even know. Down here in the Keys. So um it's it's been great because i've been exposed to things that like people strive for in terms of like going whether it was like a boarding school you know i've met so many people who um have just had like really cool upbringings and really great stories like a lot of my friends have been from like the middle east or from china or like again all over the world and i was able to do that because my parents did send me to that boarding school um, where there's a like, you just learn so much because whether it's like the Korean girls teaching you how to make soup or like the Middle Easterns, like teaching you all about their traditions. Like I definitely learned at a young age, um, just that, you know, people are different and learn how to like respect their differences and like appreciative it. And you also learn during the way, like what you want when you travel, when you do that stuff, so, um, I mean, I've been like really grateful, but at the same time, my parents have also put a lot of pressure into me. And I've also seen like where I've grown up in Florida, it's this small community and, um, a lot of people have had a lot of success that come from that area. But the majority of the kids that I actually grew up with there, um, their parents raised them different. And I've noticed that like, they're not as hardworking as a lot of other people. So yeah, they might've had the opportunities and seen like a lot of really cool things. But one thing my parents like tried to ingrain with us is like, Hey, look, we're not going to do it for you. Like if you want to be successful in your own right, like you better work your ass off and get there. And that's like one of the best things that, you know, I could thank my parents for putting that pressure on us to essentially say like, Hey, like instead of like, here's a check, they're like, okay, now go work your ass off and you figure it out. Like initially, were you upset that they sent you to boarding school? And then after the fact, you were like, you know what? It was so worth it. And I learned so much. And I'm actually happier for that. Um, you know, what? it wasn't necessarily even my parents. It's like when I'm the youngest of six kids and we're all at your part, like since fourth grade, I knew I was going to boarding school. And it wasn't like they didn't like push me. They didn't say you have to go. But I think I put pressure on myself knowing that every single one of my other siblings went. And if I wasn't going to be the one to go, it was like disappointing myself you know what i mean so it wasn't like my parents were pressuring me to be like hey look um you have to go but when i got there like man sometimes i struggled when i was younger like i was i was a little troublemaker at times you know like each dorm had a really we can never <laughs> tell <laughs> each each dorm had like a dorm mom and sometimes like she would be running down the hall and i'd be like i have thing hate this place get me the hell out of here 
And she would be like, oh my God, Kelly. And like, sometimes she would see me, we would have to walk to town, which was like a 15, 20 minute walk. I was always the one like trying to figure out crafty ways to get in town. There was like an Amish guy with his horse and buggy. And I was like hitchhiking on him. <laughs> and my counselor's like in the car behind me, like, what are you doing? But yeah, so we always kept it entertaining for her. That's for sure. Uh, um, you you kind of touched on something that I definitely wanted to ask you because being the youngest of six and coming from a prominent family, like a lawyer family, like y'all are, I've done my research in your family. Y'all are some pretty badasses. Like all of y'all, y'all own right. Like <laughs> I think y'all are pretty awesome, right? In the things that y'all do. But with that, I know there had to be some dark times, some tough times with the pressure that you put on yourself and just trying to live up to the Flanagan name, I guess you would say. Like, can you explain some of those and how you got through those? Um, yeah, my brothers are still hard on me to this day. You know, they have like high expectations for me and my sister. But honestly, I've never like put so much pressure on myself. Like, you know, I've always been the one when I'm the youngest. So I've always just gotten my ass kicked from them. But I've always had my own voice and my own opinion. So if they come at me, like I'm willing to stand up for myself. But I don't know, maybe it's more of a subconscious thing where I just like knew I had to do a lot. But at the same time, like I never put so much pressure on myself where I was like breaking myself down. You know, I was like taking every step of the way. I was never like a big drinker. So when I was younger, I wasn't like making a fool of myself and like being an idiot. Um, then I was like going off to law school. So what could they not be proud of? Um, <laughs> they weren't the proudest of me going on the show, but then they got over it. Now they but, Wait, what did they say when uh, you went on the show? Oh, man. Um, it was like a family feud. One, my mom's like a huge, my mom's like a huge fan of the show. And she's, she's big on like, just do everything. So my mom was like, do it, do it. You should do it. And my brothers are like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, don't do that. You're going to ruin your career. You're an absolute idiot. Like, what are you thinking? Like, just down my throat telling me that I'm an idiot every day. And I was like, sounds great. <laughs> We'll do it, anyway. do it anyway. Yeah. We'll do it yeah. Anyway. yeah. <laughs> well, so. talk about that. I mean, after the show, how has your life changed and how does your brother see you now? I feel like um, they see you the same. <laughs> so, so they respected me and they're like, one of my brothers was down. I remember he was down my throat and this was like the only time he actually made me cry. Cause usually I'm like not the biggest crier. And he was like, you don't know how this show goes. Like, what about if you go on the show and you get super fucked up and you start making all these like things and you're doing all this. And I was like, I barely drink. Like how right. out of hand can I get? Like, you guys know I'm as chill as could be. Like, I'm not the dramatic girl who's like going off every two seconds. And I was like, do you even know me? So it like offended me because I was like, how could he even say that about me? Um, now doing the show, I'm like, shit, it doesn't even matter how I act. I could have been portrayed anyway. But, um, yeah, so my life has definitely changed. Again, I just had the luxury of essentially not going to the office from nine to five and doing a job like that. Like now I'm, I have a lot more freedom, which is also nice because working with four of your siblings could be super, super stressful, especially being Hell the youngest. Nah. Oh, I can never. Yeah, especially mm. being the youngest. Like it was almost like sometimes, you know, it was new. And then they just felt like, oh, she's the little sister. We could be like so open and honest with her that they were like kind of hard on me to the point where I was like, God, like I know this stage of the game isn't fulfilling and I'll get there. 
but then after doing the show, I was like, screw this. I'm going to do influencing. I'm going to figure out my health. I have time to do that. Like financially, I can do that on my own. And like, you guys can't say a damn word. So um, yeah, it's definitely been a massive transition from going from a nine to five in Chicago with my whole family to essentially like living my life and Butterfly. doing as I please. Yeah. So are you happy that you went on? Yeah. You know what? I always say, I'll, I'll, I don't. I would never regret it. I don't regret it. I don't regret any experience in life though. Like whether it's dating someone, whether it's like traveling to a weird place, whether it was like an experience, I always try to view it in a positive light and say like, whether it was good or bad, it was an experience and you learn from it. So speaking of your, you, you never uh, regret anything you did, but obviously it was, I feel like you had a very unique journey because prior to the show, you had actually met your ex, Peter, and then yeah. you guys, you know, you were obviously, uh, you went home during the yep. season and then you dated after the fact, like, how do you wrap that around? You know, how do you, how do you think about that when it, when it, uh, you analyze how everything went down? I mean, at now I just kind of laugh at it. Like, listen to that, you know, <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> normal. It was like, what the hell happened? I don't even know. But um, it definitely went in a lot of different ways and twists and turns and... Um, hey, what love story is normal? Yeah, exactly. You know, you're always going to go through tough times. But hey, like we we had fun. And again, it was an experience. And um, it was a lot, a lot of twists and turns. But it is what it is. If you weren't seeing someone now, could you ever see yourself dating someone in the Bachelor franchise or never again with that show? I never say like never to anyone. Like you genuinely don't know who you're going to like until you meet them in person is my thoughts. Um, sure. I, I don't know. Like there's been, for some reason, the way that I view guys in Bachelor Nation are like more like brothers. I like, have said that myself before. You know what I mean? Like even when I didn't even really know Clay and like Clay was in Chicago and I would like see him for the first time I felt like one I already knew him because we went through like the same experience but two it's just like he just felt like a brother like I was inviting him to go nah. to like Pilates and like I was like come to Pilates and he's like all right um but in terms of like all the other guys that I've met in Bachelor Nation I just kind of feel that way about them now uh, I definitely see that so you just mentioned hey Clay I invited you to Pilates which by the way Clay if you're listening your picture today homie phenomenal um, Mike, Mike always getting motivation from these I, I, just show, I hate when people don't show love to homies like I show love you Kelly I said your nails look awesome clay body is like 10 times 10 right now right yeah which it's always is you know but, clay doesn't think that he's like bigger than the norm like this guy is probably like six four and like yeah, when you're with him in public he's like he's just like huge no, he's, okay he's a, he's a big and he was he was telling me okay him and I went to he moved to Miami for a little bit and him and I like went on a walk and we like grabbed dinner and the waiter was like asking Clay about like how much he benches and stuff like that. And Clay was like kind of confused. How much do you bench? Clay was like kind of confused. Yeah. I was like, do you not realize that like you are bigger than the average person? And he like, he legit does not think that way. Like he just thinks he's like a normal average looking size dude. I mean, you got to feel him from Definitely his perspective, not. though. He's He's been big all his life, and he was in the NFL for nine years, and so most NFL players are also going to be big as well. So what he's yeah. accustomed to is him, you know, just, just big wow. dudes. Well, uh, Brian and I were uh, 
going back and forth with this question. Uh, it was a hot take that we were going to use, but I want to ask you because you brought it up, you know, inviting uh, Clay to do Pilates, even though it wasn't a date. I want to make sure people know it wasn't a date. Yeah. Let's not start rumors now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to make sure, like, right? Uh, Clay probably wouldn't get mad. But... <laughs> <laughs> Clay the homie, I can say that. <laughs> but <laughs> if a dude invited you, let's say first date, to go work out with him. He's like, hey, Kelly, let's go to, would you like to go to Pilates? How do you feel about that? Depends on who the guy is. Like with... Someone that's I not mean, a brother, like someone it. that you would consider. The original question was, as a woman, would you be offended if a man asked you out on a first date to go to the gym? Yeah, probably wouldn't be my like most ideal setting. Um, like, what would your it's, thought process be? It's almost be? like they're friend zoning their, themselves there. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, interesting. I, I didn't. I never looked at it that way. Yeah. Because you're like you're like taking the romance out of it, and like the first date, like there's got to be something where you could like I don't know. I just think going to the gym takes a like it's like friend zoning yourself a bit. What if it was like a little bit more intimate, like maybe like a hike or something, or yeah, yeah, yeah. that would you know be what I mean. Maybe That's he takes his better. shirt off. You're you know you're physically attracted to him. I don't know. And then you could like sit down and like drink your water, but like talk. And, Have like, a picnic or something. Say, yeah. Drink your yeah. water. That's way better. <laughs> if it was Clay, he's definitely taking his shirt off, which I I can I yeah. would do it too if I was him. I'm not mad at it. I'm mad. At yeah, it. I was saying I would do it too if I was in his position. Uh. <laughs> so I feel like I know the answer, but we still got to ask: If ever could you see yourself going on Bachelor in Paradise? <clears throat> Um, I feel like you just wake up in a more spur of the moment, like, hey, you know what? You know what? I kind of am. That's exactly like, you know how what? it works. It. <laughs> and and it sounds so cheesy, but I'm more of the person where, like, if I'm supposed to do something, you'll just tell me. Like, I've gone through my entire life like that, and somehow, like, it just it works out. I don't really stress about things like that. I don't really think like people even ask me right now. They're like, "What's your next move?" Like right now, you're doing influencing stuff. I'm like, I don't know. Like. Maybe something will just come my way and I'll figure it out. But I just, I've always lived that way. And it's just like always worked out. I so. mean, I mean, you did mention that a lot of the Bachelor Nation guys are kind of like brothers. You consider them brothers. I mean, is there anybody out there that you would be interested in getting to know a little bit better, possibly on the beach? Like anybody okay, that listen, you've seen? This is, this is one issue I have with the Bachelor guys. Ooh, okay. So, so this is like a trend that I've noticed is these guys go on the show and I'm going to be honest, like being an, a, a girl and a guy in this scenario is a bit different. Like usually a lot of girls that go on the show have like gotten attention their entire life from being like I a standout woman. I okay. Know what you're going to say, I know. Like, too. <laughs> and these guys are just usually like normal ass dudes who, Girls aren't necessarily fighting over them, maybe, but like they're just not used to that attention. And then I think that when they get off the show, like these girls are swarming, like these fans, to be with these guys that they just won. Their ego goes to the roof, but their temptations, like they can't resist holding back. It's like hard for them to be in relationships. Is there anybody in particular that you're speaking of? Like, are there any names of somebody that fits that description? I think there's a bunch that I can name. Have you dated any in the past? Name two. Maybe. Maybe, okay. So are you saying you want to be like, bro, who cares if you're on a TV show? You still ain't shit. 
they just need to be off the show for like a reasonable time to like get used to it and then then maybe like their ego will go down but like the second they got off that show it they think they're hot shit see yeah, yeah. i've actually said that i'll say it on air i said it off air i've said they need to pick i was talking about leads i was like you need to pick a lead that can actually get a girl like without this like 90 percent steroid boost and the reason there was a reason i said it because once they get off the show, it's the exact same thing that you said. Yeah. Right. And it's like, damn, are you that were you there? Like, can you are you centered in yourself enough to be able to handle this newfound fame per se? Because they always say, judge a man when he has nothing, judge a woman, uh, judge a man when he has everything, uh, judge a woman when her man has nothing, right? And yeah. I completely agree with you there. And I'm a man that's from this show. Uh, yeah. I think 100%. I think it wouldn't have affected someone like Tyler Cameron as much. Okay. Because like, so you're saying that he's since he is, you know, a, an attractive guy who probably could get, you know, I think Tyler's probably been hooking up with hot chicks his whole life. So I don't think he needs to, like, go to the degree to be like hooking up with every little fan that's giving him attention. He's like in a whole nother caliber. Gotcha. Am I wrong on that? No, I, I, I can totally see and understand where you're coming from. I think guys, not just in The Bachelor, I think this was too hot to handle as well. Because uh, oh, I think some gosh. some guys just ain't got no game whatsoever. And they personally don't look the best either, except uh-huh. to, a, to a small subgenre of people, which Tyler and I have had that conversation before. And then they go uh, on the show. And then they go on the show, and then boom, you know, there's one subgenre of people like you exponentially, but... Outside of that genre of people, you just, they don't know who you are. I was just NASCAR. I know not one of them NASCAR drivers, like not one. Yeah. But those girls that know them, it's different. I'm just curious. I'm sure you've told this uh, story before, but like what, like what do you felt went wrong in your past relationship? Like what, what was the downfall of that relationship? With me and Peter? Yeah, with you and Peter. Um, you know what? I don't think it was like one specific thing. I think it was just a lot of little things. You know what? I just, Peter and I had a lot of fun, but I don't know if like I looked up to him in a way that I wanted to like look up to like my spouse. Does that make sense? Can you explain? Yeah. Like I want to, I kind of have this with like my brothers or my dad, but like if I'm in, if I'm in a moment where I need some sound advice and I'm like, okay, who can I go to? for to like advise me on this super important decision of my life like peter was just like fun and games you know it was kind of just like i could go with him and have fun but um i just think i want more of like a man that i look up to i'm intrigued i i I get you on that um so i mean basically when you had these important life decisions to make i mean he just wasn't somebody that you could go to and like con- you could I, confide I in him, but he would just not give you the advice that you were looking for. Or I guess so. I guess I just didn't like, I guess I just, and again, like it wasn't big things. It was a lot of little things, but um, I guess I just didn't look up to Peter in the way that I have always hoped to look up to my husband. What qualities do you look for? Someone who's like super intelligent that could teach me things like, something new every day um i really aviation? like huh aviation 
Peter actually was really smart when it came to aviation. He used to teach me a lot. Like when we would go and fly around or whatever, like Peter is smart, but I don't know. I think I just need someone a little bit more serious natured. What was your uh, relationship with Barb? Um, (laughs) Barb and I were great. Barb actually loved me. And then towards the end, I think it just was getting a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, I have all the respect for her. I wish her well. Um, you know, we don't really communicate, which is fine by me, but I, I hope both of them are doing well. I haven't heard from them. I haven't talked to them. I don't really know. I got a question for you. I want to go back to what you were saying about and I agree with you about, and you could have been talking about me. I'm still agree with it, even though that ain't me, I feel. But what advice do you have for guys and gals that are going on the show and are going on other shows, particularly when it comes to love shows, and then they get off the show? There's no advice I could really give to just, you know, you, I don't think you could ever, like, whatever is going to happen is going to happen, and it's out of your hands. So at the end of the day, just be yourself. Every scenario that you do could be turned into something. So at the end of the day, you could only be yourself and pray for the best. And speaking speaking of uh, Paradise and The Bachelor and, you know, friends and brothers, um, we see you hanging out with a lot of girls from Bachelor Nation. Like, who from your season are you really close with? Um, Kelsey, definitely. You know, I talk to Kelsey every single day and Victoria. I feel like us became just a little dangerous trio together. Yeah, we saw you at Coachella. (laughs) Yeah, me, Kelsey, and Victoria are, we have a lot of fun together. And we have a lot of banter together that um, maybe not many people understand. But, like, when we're together, we're just constantly, like, giving each other crap or um, just, like, I don't know, making fun of each other. But at the end of the day, like we all know we have each other's back. So it's it's a cool friendship to have because I know I could rely on them um, for just about everything. That's what's up. I love that. Um, I won't ask you what's next for Kelly, but I will ask you. Uh, here on Talking Now, we love to drop a gym and learn something from all of our guests. A uh, gym is something that, you know, just something that a little, something that you live by. Uh, a quote that you heard that inspires you, something of that nature. So what what gym would you have for us? Um, 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 I was trying to come up with one. Oh, this is, this one was kind of good. I said, a person in two minutes could make you feel what a person in two years couldn't. Time means nothing. Character does. Mm, facts. Felt that one. <laughs> preach, 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 preach. Love that, love that. Uh, well, Kelly, we appreciate having you on and, you know, much success in your journey. Uh, anything, all the things that you do, uh, you know, I'm always here. Brian's always here to reach out to. You got plenty of people Absolutely. to reach out to if, in regards to uh, your Lyme disease diagnosis. And I want to see you extremely happy with this new person that you got in your life. Oh, is there thanks. is there potential? I mean, are we is it could it possibly get serious here? Yeah, it's been going on for a while. OK, so. OK. Um, happy for you. Yeah. And he, he's a great dude. Great dude. Some people have already called me out. Some people have like DM'd me and saw me on dates and all that stuff. But and he teaches um, you, and he teaches you a lot of things. And very smart. <laughs> okay. Very. Uh, oh God, I wish I could tell you guys. But one of his nicknames. No, I can't even say that. 
Never mind. Why not? Come on. Uh, he's just you a can very, do it. Let's just say he's a very like serious natured person, and I guess he's like known for that. Can we expect a a soft launch, hard launch soon? Maybe. You know what? He's an extremely, extremely private person. So I'm trying to just take it easy, see take where things go. I have a question um, for you. I respect yeah. that. You got respect that. Yeah. So and and now I'm 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 looking from. Because I have a couple of guys in mind when you mentioned what you mentioned earlier, like I see a mirage right here. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel if those same guys say, well, Brian, Mike, I heard Kelly come on the podcast and say a lot of these guys, you know, a lot of us just sleep around with all the fans. Right. Uh, what about the girls that just go after the NFL players or go after these super rich guys? <laughs> oh God. It's not it's not the same. Like. <laughs> And, and I'll, by the way, like, I'll call out some of the guys that I'm, like, friends with. Like, if I'll hear rumors about them, I'll be like, what are you doing over there? Like, this <laughs> and the other. But, I mean, what? Just because you're, you're successful, like, these girls might be going for successful guys, but that doesn't mean that's not on the same level. Like, if you told me, like, that all the girls were going around sleeping with all these fans, sure, that's on the same level. But you can't say just because they're dating – NFL guys, NHL guys, or whatever, um, that they're on the same level. Like they, they, they leveled up have, apparently. They one, they, <laughs> they leveled, they leveled up. up. <laughs> um, but not only that, like you know, I think Kelsey's been pretty open about not having sex for two years. But if she goes and dates a guy that like might be known, I don't think that's the same degree as the guys going and sleeping with a bunch of fangirls. Uh, fair enough. Is that, is that, is that, is that what these single dudes are doing out there, Mike? Okay. Now, uh, I do know, I also do know a bunch of girls in Bachelor Nation that aren't innocent themselves, too. You know, that are, like, on the same savage level as a bunch of guys. I wasn't even going to say it. Let you say huh? it. I wasn't going to say it as a dude because I don't want people coming at me, but you're a lady, you can no. say it. Not at all. I know a lot of those stories, too. No, you know what, Mike? We were actually going to have that as a hot topic. Like, is it, you know, we hear about the whole fuckboy, you know, stories and all that. But is it okay for a woman to go through that through a... a, Guys, I think some... A promiscuous... I think think that some girls are way worse than the guys are. Okay. Yeah. They just keep it. They just keep it a little quieter, maybe. I guess so. I mean, they're no, not, not certain. They're nope. not my friends, but I do know the ones that are doing that. And it just gets messy and dramatic, and I don't know, not worth it. But not worth it. Um, <laughs> I have so much. I would that would be offline conversation. <laughs> oh, go, go, hit me. Uh, Better with it, Mike. Come on, <laughs> that's offline. We're talking it out. It's, it's just. Cause I just I like Kelly's mindset. Kelly don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, she's very she's open. I'm, with it I'm appreciative well. of that. Yeah, so if she like Kelly can give me to say some stuff, cause like she's gonna speak about it. Uh, but no, nah, I don't have nothing to say to that. I just agree with on both sides of the house. I just, I'm glad you said it, cause I wasn't gonna say the woman part. You, you know, say it. Like, people be coming at us. Yeah, there's a lot of drama around it. <laughs> but it's true though. It's definitely true though. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel in those DMs? <laughs> Those DMs, from what I know, they work. <laughs> yeah, for they both, for both sides, they work. Both men and sure. women. Uh, I'm sure no, for the Carter. guys. I don't know. 
I don't know many of the guys, but I do know the girls, and it definitely works. Matt like, James, uh, never mind. It's wait, whoa, 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 whoa! You just can't throw that name out and just not say anything. Hold on, you're saying like women sliding into a man's DMs or a man sliding yeah. into a woman's? Okay. Yeah, Matt James was uh, one of taking one of my girlfriend's phones and just like messing around and DMing people, and it was it was pretty successful. <laughs> Yeah. We're like, we didn't even know this. And he's like, there you go. There you go. There you go. Look out for you. Um. <laughs> what? Tell me. It's just I thought, so much I thought to she was. Topic. I thought she was. I thought she was going somewhere totally different with that. But I was like, okay, that's not. No, I would. I would press terrible. in. I would press, I would press <laughs> in right here. Um, yeah, Matt James is definitely a solid wingman for sure on that. I think there's a double standard sometimes. And then also with that being said. I, I, we had Rachel Lindsay on uh, Brian's wife last week. I love what she said. She said, I don't really give a damn what you did before me. As long as when you're with me, you're amazing to me. Uh, I love that. But then also, there's like a whole other side. Like, if I know your whole story, boo-boo, it don't look that good for you. You know, Wait, which is... What did, what did Rachel say? Basically, there was a question that if you were just meeting a guy for the first time, you were on the first date, and... Was it Mike was that he had cheated in a previous relationship? Yeah, I believe that's what you said. Yeah. So he basically told you that from Jump Street, like, would that be a red flag for you? And would that be a deal breaker? Like, oh, he cheated on his ex. I don't want anything to do with him. How would you feel? I don't think it would be a deal breaker, but I definitely think it would be a red flag. I want to get your thoughts on this uh, from a woman's perspective. Like, I saw some posts the other day, like some guy was complaining about women that they're always saying oh there's no good men out there but then yet they probably have like a thousand dudes in their dms so that are left on unread or unread so and they don't even speak to them and it's like these are possible eligible bachelors who are dying to take these women out and they don't even get the time of day and then they're saying that there's no good men out there can, can you wrong. can you talk on that you're you're not wrong it's actually it's just it's funny i was i was at this wedding recently and there was this guy that um his way of hitting on me was one of the funniest thing he's like hey listen he's like where are you these days i was like miami he was like well if you're ever looking for a mediocre life in columbus ohio you know who to call. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like you know what i appreciate I, that I like appreciate i appreciate that, yeah. that, that selling point so now he just like messages me all the time and he's like Hey, look, like, again, like if Ohio, you know, resonates for you and just like maybe a kiddie pool in the backyard, like, you know, I got you covered. I actually um, love that. I love that. How many, yeah, how many, like, how, like on average, like, especially maybe some of the women that are coming off the show, like how many DMs from guys do you get on a, on a daily or weekly basis? Just curious. Not many. Like, again. I feel like you guys think it's a lot. It really isn't like 95% of our following is females. And like yeah, what I try to do true. is like, I'm not that's trying true. to relate to the guys. Like I'm trying to relate to the girls. You yeah. know what I mean? So um, I think like girls who are maybe like in bikinis and again, I'll throw those out every once in a while, but um, I don't think it's sometimes, right? Yeah, I don't think it's as often as many people think it is. Like, I really don't. Well, maybe guys that, like, you get excited about. Correct. So the guys that you actually read and respond to. (laughs) Gotcha. I don't know, because, like, sometimes. 
See, I, I, I was like, speaking in general, like even those, like the ones that you're like not excited about, like how many really of those? Really not that many. Like okay, I okay. promise it's not that many. Like I know people think that we're getting DM'd galore and stuff like that, but um, we're really not. So, well, no, you make a good point. Like 95 percent of the followers are women. You said slide in, guys. <laughs> She's equestrian for Ralph Lauren. <laughs> uh, Kelly, it's great talking to you. Love to have you back on. Yes. Uh, just can't wait to see all the beautiful things that you got to do in life. And thank you for your honesty and you know your forwardness. Love it. Yo, yeah. Kelly's yeah. always, always honest and has a thought <laughs> to say, which is the best part. Gets me in trouble say. sometimes, guys. And you almost got me in trouble. I ain't well, gonna do it. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna get in trouble with you. But Thanks thank for you so much. Me. I appreciate yeah. it. Have a great one. Bye, guys. Wow, Mike. I absolutely loved Kelly on today. She I thought she was very uh honest and refreshing. You know, she didn't hold back anything. You know, she pretty much answered anything we uh we asked of her and uh I thought she was a good sport. What do you think? No, that's who Kelly is. Uh Kelly's the same person off camera as she is on camera. She's very transparent, honest, uh, will speak her feelings, whether you like them or not, and then be respectful even if you don't like them. That's Kelly, and I love it about her. Love that. Love to get to know her a little bit better, and I hope all of you listeners out there like getting to know her a little bit better. And, of course, thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. And, you know, we always love to hear your opinions, stories, and your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow. And message us on social at Talking Out, be as a bachelor and as a nation on IG. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, don't DM me no more until you hit that subscribe. We love y'all.